Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is still a privilege to come into your household one more time. And I appreciate that the feedback that I received based on the previous broadcast on a mystery of the Holy Ghost. Now, we appreciate the lot that we can use this medium to be able to interact with you and make sure that you are still spiritually nourished. Technology can be used for bad things, but as well, technology can be used for good things, and we are making uh, good use of this medium so that these things should be of encouragement to you, especially during this time. And I hope that being Sunday, we still uh, take Sunday seriously, uh, it is the first day of the week. It is the day on which the Lord rose from the dead. And the prophet has indicated that we don't go fishing. We have to set a time aside to be able to uh, respect and commemorate the Lord's resurrection. So therefore, I expect that on Sundays we do have a time that we do set aside so that we can just fellowship around the word of God. Now, as indicated, we've got messages of the prophet that we have to listen to. The tapes of Malachi 4, they are available uh, over, even on our website, there is a link to all Brother Brenham's messages. So make sure that you access them and from time to time, keep that voice playing in your houses. That is the voice of the prophet. We are simply here to echo what he has already uh, spoken to the church and to reaffirm that what he has spoken, it is nothing but the truth. Now, on a later note, I'm told of a couple somewhere, their pastor send them messages uh, via WhatsApp. 
now there is an elderly couple in that church every time after the pastor has sent the sermons on sunday morning they wake up and dress up for church this is the elderly couple now i say oh my what a respect for the lord's day so I hope that we adopt the same attitude. I don't say dress to kill, but I'm simply saying let us be reverent on that day for a specific time that we set aside just to spend time with the Lord. Now, I want to speak on another thought. It is a mystery of the serpent seed. It is a very, very controversial subject very controversial subject. I cannot negate the gravity of this subject. And uh, I think you, you can only be able to preach on this if you have got the prophetic optics. This is not a, the subject that can be easily handled unless you are under a divine instruction of the prophet of your age. Now, it is something that we're going to unpack through this broadcast, and I hope that it is going to be a blessing to you, uh, believers. And I think we are just having a good time digging into the message and, and really just enjoying these mystery truths that have been revealed in the end time. Brother Bram says the seven thunders are the mystery truths that were revealed in the seven seals. They are not the virtues, they are the mystery truths. The virtues have to deal with the building of the body, but the seven thunders, it is the capstone. He, the Lord himself, shall descend with a shout and with the voice of the archangel. And, and it is with the shout, the voice, and the trumpet. And those three things, he does them as he descends. Now, that is what brings the capstone, which is the revelation of the seven seals. Now, even the mystery of the serpent seed became very clearer under the revelation of the seven seals. Now, for the scripture reading, let us just turn to the book of Genesis. Uh, even before I speak on this, Brother Brenham says there are two books that Satan hates. It is the book of Revelation and it is the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis and the book of Revelation. Then he says the reason uh, the Satan hates the two books is because Genesis shows his beginning and Revelation shows the ending. That is why these two books were very critical in the end time when the prophet came our way. Nonetheless, let us read here Verse 1, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto them, Yeah, hath God said he shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the Lord said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said he shall not eat of it, neither shall he touch it, lest he die. And the serpent said unto the woman, He shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day he eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and he shall be as God, knowing good and evil. This is the very 
very first lie that was ever spoken on the face of the earth. The first lie that was ever spoken on the face of the earth, it was through the mouth of the serpent. The first lie that was ever spoken, ever spoken, it was spoken by Lucifer in heaven when he misled two-thirds of the angels in heaven. I hope you trace it. The original liar is Lucifer. And the second liar was the serpent in the Garden of Eden. I want you to trace. The first lie was spoken in heaven by Lucifer. The second lie was spoken by the serpent. The first lie on earth, it was the serpent. The f- and the first lie in heaven, it was Lucifer. I want you to get that sequence because it's going to be very critical. Now, verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Excuse me. I want you to get how important conjunctions are. Sometimes in the Bible, a conjunction links two events. It's not one event. It is first an event followed by the other event. When you tie the two events, then you've got this conjunction end. So when the Bible says, excuse me, verse 6, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and then it was pleasant to the eyes, that is that is the that is the what is happening. The first she saw the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to that. On the basis of seeing, then her eyes deceived her that it was pleasant. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. Now this is where the gate of reasoning of Eve was open. She took of the fruit thereof and did it, and did it. And, now this is another event now, a conjunction, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did it. Now, the eating, the first eating there, it was in the absence of the husband. Then the second eating there was in the presence of the husband, and he did eat. I hope you get the sequence there. <laughs> this is going to be very interesting. Let's bow heads. <clears throat> Excuse me. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for this weight that has been revealed in the end time. This broadcast, may it be a blessing to those that would listen to it. May it bring an enlightenment. May it bring the illumination of revelation. I bless every believer. I bless every family. I, dear God, declare blessings upon them. I say, blessed they are going in and they are coming out. I know you will do that, dear God. We appreciate everything that you are doing as we commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. Now, I want to speak on the serpent seed. Now, there is a a denial of 
the serpent seed. Now, and I want to say the existence of the denial of the serpent seed, it is part of the proof, part of the proof that the serpent seed doctrine is genuine. I would have been worried if it was not disputed because I know what the devil does not dispute. It doesn't do harm to him. When you see the devil increasing the intensity of rejection on a particular subject, you must know that Satan is hiding and that subject exposes him. Now, the serpent said, it is something that is denied by some and it is something that is embraced by some. As I said, it is, it is what people would deem to be controversial. But I believe that for every Bible question, there must be a Bible answer. Now, we are going to do a Bible study to last for probably 45 minutes and, or less than an hour and just delve into this and bring a scriptural clarity on this subject. We are not afraid of any subject as far as the Bible is concerned. We can handle any subject. Now, we are re been reading here that uh, the serpent was more subtle. The word subtle, it means more cunning, clever than any beast of the field. Now, the serpent was not wise. The serpent was clever. The serpent was not uh, wise. The serpent was intelligent. The serpent was not wise, but the serpent was clever. I'm bringing a distinction there because there is a difference between wisdom and intelligence. See? There is a difference between wisdom and cunningness. And there is a di distinction between wisdom and being clever. Now, this was, this was the most... Uh, the high, the most, the, a, a creature that was intelligent than the rest of the animal in the garden. Now, let's, then it approached Eve. Now, the serpent is not a snake. The serpent was not a snake. The serpent was not a reptile. The serpent was an upward creature that had legs, that had the capacity to speak, that had the capacity to reason, that had the capacity to have a thought process and be able to have an intellectual outcome in a conversation. Stay with me there. And this serpent came to Eve and spoke to Eve and inquired what the Lord had spoken about the trees in the Garden of Eden. Now, there is the tree of life and there is the tree of knowledge. Now, we are going to make a distinction there. Then he inquired what the Lord had said about the trees and the 
woman answered and said, He shall not eat of it, neither shall he touch it, lest he die. Now, you shall not touch it or eat it. These involved the senses. In five senses. You shall not eat. It involves the taste. And touching, it involves touching. But the eating there, we shall clarify what it meant. Uh, because the Bible used euphemism. You need to use euphemism. Euphemism is when you find an acceptable weight that you can use instead of using a stronger language. Euphemism. Euphemism. Now, we were going to get to understand what this eating meant. But the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall surely not die. It was the truth that was stretched. A truth that is stretched becomes a lie. He knoweth that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. The devil was now promising them what they already have. Satan will always tempt you and want you to access things that you already have, but in accessing them in his way, you break God's weight. If you are the son of God, cast yourself down from this mountain. Now, he was already the son of God. He had no business proving that to the Satan. That is why he knew and said, it is written. Now, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant, and a tree to be desired and make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. Now, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did it. Now, we want to check this animal, the serpent. Question and answers. Paragraph 314. William Brenham was not just an inspired preacher. He was not just an inspired preacher. William Brenham was a preacher that operated within the realm of vision. We rely on inspiration, but the prophet broke into the vision realm. And when we speak about vision, vision you can see the future in current time. You can see the past in current time. The picture becomes very vivid, and there is a reason why I'm saying that. Now it says, and the next one to the human being was the serpent. And the Bible said he was the most subtle of all the beasts of the field. Smarter, he, would almost, he almost had a soul. He almost had a soul. Let me pause here. This shows you the proximity of this creature to a man. Now, let me put it this way. He did not have the soul. He almost had a soul. The lowest, we are told, the lowest form of life is a frog. 
and the highest form of life is a man. And in between a frog and a man, there are a lot of creatures in between. And what science has done over the years, they will take a donkey and a horse and breed them and produce and, and, and come up with maybe uh, breed a, a mule. Now, when you do that, then however, when they came to an animal, a chimpanzee, and they wanted to breed a chimpanzee with a human seed, it did not produce anything. And they concluded that between the chimpanzee and a man, there is a missing link. There is a something missing there. The prophet says they will never find it because what is missing there. The, it has been deformed. There is no trace of it, although it is still there, but they will never find it. But I'm glad that we, the bride of Jesus Christ, can find what that missing link is, and it was the serpent. Now, and the next one to the human being was the serpent, and the Bible said he was more subtle. Of all the beasts of the fields, matter yet almost had a soul. He had a place for a soul, but what he did, what did he do? He sold out to Satan to deceive God. Try to how many gets it now that far? Serpent, the serpent almost had a soul. God knew they would look for those bones, and there is not a bone in a snake that looks like the man. That's the case of him. He stood upon his feet just like a man. Before he became a reptile, a snake, serpent was an upright being that had bones, that had the capacity to speak and the capacity to process an intellectual conversation. But the prophet said they will never find it. Now let's come here. The prophet in the midst of the greatest battle ever fought. Paragraph 116, we are trying to uh, have a pictorial view of this creature. He says, her eyes were sight, she saw the serpent. She saw the serpent. He was beautiful, handsome, far better than her own husband. You see? This is what the results of a vision is. He was the most subtle of all the beasts of the field, and he was probably a fairer man than her husband. He looked like a great masculine beast standing there. How great he was. He was trying to tell her what a great thing it was. Now, he looked like a, this great beast. Genesis 6, if you read, you are going to find out where the Bible speaks of giants. But we'll come to that one. I just want you to pack that thought in your mind and go and read what is the relation between the giants in Genesis 6 and the serpent. He looked like a great masculine beast standing there. How great he was. Now, we want to, we already find this beast had a place for a soul, but did not have a soul. 
We find it was beautiful. It was handsome, much better than Adam. Now, when we come and read in this scripture, because we are in Genesis, in Genesis 3, verse 8, it says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day after the eating. Then they heard the voice of the Lord because he used to come in the cool of the day and have a fellowship with his family. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Now they are running now. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Now it does not mean God did not know where Adam was. God was not locating Adam geographically. God was locating Adam in a spiritual position that he had vacated. It was not a geographical location of Adam. It was location, spiritual location of Adam. And he said, I heard their voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Now, the partaking of that tree made them realize that they were naked. All along they were naked, but there was a veil of glory that hid their nakedness. But because of partaking on this tree, uh, it ripped apart that veil of glory. Then they were exposed and realized that they were now naked. He said, who told thee thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? Now, when God realized that they are saying they are naked, God realized that they must have eaten that tree. Now, let's continue. Verse 12, and the man said, the woman, now, now there's beginning to be a blame game. And the man said to the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree I did eat. Verse 18. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Now, the word beguiled, it means seduction. That is what it is. This was the first time the woman was seduced or beguiled. And later on, we have never heard of any record where a serpent beguiled the woman. This was the first instance, and the Bible says it means seduced. Now, this is where Bible translators that lacked the revelation battled with the way to beguiled because it gave out too much and it rattled their uh, spiritual complacency in terms of designing the scriptures. Now, when you check here, now we'll carry on. I want to follow up and say, this eating that is being spoken of here. What does it mean? I said the Bible employed euphemism so that it must not be stronger on how it paints a picture. Stay with me 
Listen attentively and follow me. Now, in the book of Proverbs, verse 30, verse, chapter 30, verse 20, the Bible says, Such is the way of an adulterous woman. She eateth and wipeth her mouth and saith, I have done no wickedness. Now, you are going to get the meaning of the word eateth there based on the connotations that it has in this uh, verse. Firstly, an adulterous woman who eateth and wipeth her mouth. Now you realize the eating there is not necessarily the eating of the mouth, but the Bible employed a figurative speech to make a language to be acceptable so that the adults can be able to read between the lines. Now, these are some of these statements that we are making redder that lady. And I will show why they get riddled by this. Now, let's go back to Genesis. Genesis chapter 3, verse 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this. You know, some would want to dismiss the book of Genesis as just a book of figurative speech. Yes, there is a statement, statements that are being made figuratively there, but it was something that was happening literally. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field, and upon thy belly shall thy go. That means prior to this conversations, conversation, the serpent was not on the belly. But post the conversation, the serpent was reduced to a belly. And dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. Now, I'm going to connect here. Serpent ate dust. And there is a man that I may not mention his name because I'm speaking on YouTube, very revered around the world. Wherever he visits, the first thing that he does, he kisses the ground. Now, you can get the relation between the serpent and that individual that wherever he goes, he kisses the ground. You can go and do your homework. I'm speaking in parables here, lest I get entangled in what I do not want to be entangled in. Now, the now it says, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his head. Now we are going to check what is this seed. We will check what is the seat of the serpent and the seat of the woman. And verse 16, And unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow 
and thy conception and in sorrow thou shalt bring forth the children and thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. Now, prior to this, they were equal, but because of this, the man became the head of the house. Now, let's continue. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cast is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it, of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also, and thirtles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the help of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou Thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Judgment executed against a man. The environment is suffering there. Now, we want to check here, and we know later when he spoke to uh, 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 Eve, we'll come to what the judgment was there on Eve, because birth pains were declared. And even the cycle of life that sisters go through, it is what came from that book in Genesis. Now, let's come here. Genesis 4. I said the, the key way it ends, it's a conjunction. It, it tells you, it links two sentences together, and it may link two events together sequentially. Genesis verse, chapter 4, verse 1, and Adam knew Eve, his wife. Adam knew he, Eve, his wife. And, it's an even, she conceived. And, bear came. And said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Verse 2. And she again bare his brother, Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Now, she conceived. Now, let's put it this way. It says, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. We're going to come to, I've gotten a man from the Lord. And she began to bear his brother, Abel. Now, she again bare his brother, Abel. Now, the Bible does not know, say, Adam knew his wife again. It says, Adam knew his wife once, and she conceived and bore a son, Cain, and again bore his brother, Abel. This tells you that Abel and Cain were twin. Abel and Cain were twin. Now, if they were twin, we want to trace here. Very important. We'll come to, I've gotten a man from the Lord. Now, when the subject of, this subject was preached by the prophet, and he made a statement that a woman could be pregnant with twin but of different fathers. This statement caused such a controversy. And everybody said, William Brenham, you have lost your mind. 
But right in the 50s, after he had made that statement, a woman gave birth to twin, to a colored boy and as well to a white boy. And now the father disputed and said, there's no way because the father was white, the mother was white. And they were, he wondered, well, how could I have a colored boy? But later, they took the boy and they took the two, the two boys and paternity test was conducted and it was discovered that the white boy belonged to the father, but the colored boy was not of this man. Then the woman confessed that she had relation or committed an act between the gentleman, a black guy that he had an affair with, and within the same day, he, she had an act with her own husband. Now, it was twin. It baffled signs, but God had to allow that to happen to vindicate that William Brenham was not losing his mind. He was right, as they say, on the ball. Now, signs, remember signs as you are leaning with the corona. Signs, it simply means a point at which a certain individual has discovered the things up to. So that means beyond that, somebody will discover beyond that, then they will say it's a progression of science. What science did not know 20 years ago, science know now. But I'm glad that the word of God is always ahead of science. Brother Brenham, when he spoke about Los Angeles, he used the way to the honeycombs under Los Angeles. Later on, science did not have the time for it, and Brother Rembrandt did not have a time for it. He called it the honeycombs, but later on, science discovered and named, I think they called it the platonics, the things that cause uh, the earthquake. Now, prior to that, science did not know, but the prophet was ahead of the game. Now, let's put it this way. Now, science later discovered, came up with a term for that phenomena where a woman is pregnant with twin, but of different fathers. Then they called it the superfecundation. Superfecundation is when two eggs are released and are fertilized by a sperm at different times. Now, then they called it, there is what they call heteropaternal superfecundation. That's a big way. Is fertilization of two, way, two eggs from a mother by two different fathers. Heteropaternal superfecundation is fertilization of two eggs from a mother by two different fathers. Homopaternal superfecundation is fertilization of two separate eggs by the same father. One way, and this is where they come with the term fraternal twins, 
and as well as identical twins. Fraternal twins share only 50% of the same genes, whereas identical twins share 100%. One way heteropaternal superfecundation could occur, this is what science is saying, is if a woman has sexual relations with two different men within the same time frame, probably within 24 hours, that both embryos are conceived. Now, science is telling us it is possible for a father, for a mother, to release the two eggs and one egg could be fertilized by a man and another egg could be set fertilized by another man when it happens within a space of 24 hours. Then later on, the result is that there will be fraternal twins and these fraternal twins, they share the mother, but they do not share the fathers. They share 50% of genes because they are not identical twins. Adam knew his Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord, and she again bare his brother Abel. Now, we want to submit irrefutable proof that Cain was not the son of Adam, and Abel was the son of Adam. Eve was conceived of twins. But these twins were not of the same father. One son was of the serpent. Another son was of Adam. Now, remember, we're going to find out this. This is the case that I spoke about. This is, now, cases have been coming up. This is the recent one. I think it happened in 2009. It was breaking news in Texas. Texas woman gives birth to twins from different fathers. Now, after the fall, in Genesis 3, the Bible says, and Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. She was the mother of all living. Now, let's put it this way. At no point in time did the Bible ever say Adam was the father of all living, but Eve was the mother of all living. And let it be known that prior to the fall, she was not called Eve. Both were called Adam. But after the fall, she was given the name Eve because she was the mother of all living. But Adam was not the father of all the living. Now, Let's look at Cain's character. Cain's characteristics, he was a hater. Adam was a son of God, pure, spoken with. Absolutely no way that Adam could have hatred. Eve was a daughter of God, a byproduct of the son of God. No way that Eve could have hatred. God is love. God does not have hatred. A first family had no traceability of hatred. Cain was a murderer. God was not a murderer. Adam was not a murderer. Eve was not a murderer. Cain was a liar. God was never a liar. Adam was never a liar. 
Eve was never a liar. Now, if the nature of this boy does not resemble the nature of Adam, the question would be, whose son was this? But we have to check the DNA of this boy. In heaven, the first lie that was ever spoken, it was by Lucifer. And when he was kicked out of heaven, he came down and we looked in the Garden of Eden. Then he incarnated himself in a creature called the serpent. And while he was in that creature, he spoke a lie and said, The Lord said you must not eat because he knows the day you eat, you will be like God. You shall not surely die. First lie spoken in heaven by Lucifer, another lie spoken by serpent after he was reincarnated by the serpent in the Garden of Eden. And therefore, after a while, here we see a boy that becomes a hater, a murderer, a liar. No way that he could have been part of the genealogy of Adam. Now, John 8, verse 44 says, Jesus says, ye are of your father the David, and the last of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, the father of it. Now, already we are checking here that Satan, the devil your father, who is lustful? Who introduced lust in the garden? Who made the woman to look at something and think that it would be pleasant? Oh my. The origin of lust. He was a murderer. He spoke no truth. Already the characteristics of Cain are similar to the characteristics of the serpent. And the characteristics of the serpent are similar to the characteristics of Lucifer. You are now beginning to see a trail of a serpent. Now, the prophet says in this message, in the church age, he says, The fall which would be caused by Satan had to have flesh to make fall. Satan had to come through flesh also, but Satan could not come through fl human flesh to make the fall as would Christ come in human flesh to restore. You see, to restore the fallen. But there was an animal. Satan is a spirit, but there was an animal, the serpent, so close to man that Satan could get to that beast, and through that beast, he could get it to human flesh and cause the fall, and inject himself thereby into the human race, even as Jesus would one day come and inject himself into the human race, into human bodies, even to the extent of a resurrection, wherein we would have bodies like unto his glorified one. Now, Already the prophet is telling us right there that the devil injected himself in the human race and there is no way that he could have done it except it be through the serpent. Now, something that I want to clear here. The woman's seat and the serpent's seat. We want to check what are these seats. It is not a metaphor. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God 
said she has appointed me another seat instead of Abel whom Cain slew. Now, Seth is referred to as a seat. That means a seat is referring to a life, a being. Serpent seed is a being. A woman's seed is a being. Serpent seed was Cain. And Cain had the dissidents. Then in Genesis 6, then you find out about the giants. Later you find about a man called Esau. Then you Esau. Then you come and find about Judas, the son of perdition. Then you are beginning to see a trail of the serpent. Then in the end time, you find the true church and the false church. It is still the trail of the serpent. Brother Bram says the revival produces twin. It was the twin in the Garden of Eden. It was the twin between Isaac, uh, Jacob, and as well as Esau. It was the, there it was Jesus and Judas. Now it is the true church and the false church. It is always twin. But the authenticity of the word will identify the true seed. Now, we'll come here. Now, Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife and she conceived and bare Enoch and builded a city and called the name of the city after his own son Enoch. Now, let's put it this way. People are asking, they say, Cain, if there were two people in the Garden of Eden, who did Cain marry? Now, when you go and check in the genealogy, the Bible used to record the births of the sons, not of the daughters. So Cain and Abel had sisters, but they were not recorded in the Bible because the Bible was not recording the births of women. Now, he married his own sister. It was allowed then, but now it is not allowed. Should you do it now, you are going to create a problem with children that you're going to have. You don't marry your own relatives. Now, Cain knew his wife. This was his own sister that he had married. I want to still three. Now, one of the sons of Cain, Lamech, took him two wives. The first time polygamy was introduced in the Bible, it was introduced by the serpent seed by a man called Lamech. This, let me say it slowly. The first time that polygamy was introduced in the Bible, it was introduced by the serpent seed, a man called Lamech. Now, the Bible says in Genesis 5, verse 1 to 4, it says, This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man in the likeness of God, made he him, male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. They were not called Eve, Adam. And Adam lived a hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. And in the days of Adam after he had gotten Seth were, were eight hundred years and he begat sons and daughters. And daughters. Now, let's revert. 
the there is no way in the Bible where you will find the Bible regarding Cain as the son of Adam. Here, it speaks about Seth who replaced who replaced his brother, Abel. Adam knew his wife again and she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God said, for God said, she hath appointed me another seat instead of So Seth replaced Abel. Whom Cain slew? Nowhere does the Bible regard Cain as the father, uh, uh, as the son of Adam. And to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Then the seat of Adam, the seat of Abel, the seat of Seth began to call upon the name of the Lord because this was the righteous seat. That's when prayer was first introduced by the seat of Adam. I say, no way you're going to find the Bible linking Adam and Eve and say Adam was the father of, uh, of Cain. In closing, serpent seed, as it was preached by Brother Brenham, it is nothing but the truth. Therefore, I want to say to you, the reason Satan hates this subject, it exposes him. Cain was not the son of Adam. Cain was the son of the serpent. And Cain exhibited the characteristics of Lucifer. The very ones that he expressed through the serpent were now expressed through Cain. And Jesus, when he comes, he says, you are of your father, the David, a murderer, a liar from the beginning. Now, when you link those characteristics, then you come where you see that indeed Cain was the son of the serpent. Serpent cannot be traced now. He's a reptile. God took away the legs of the serpent. Now he's a crawling being. They will never discover that animal. But before it was deformed, it had already injected itself into the human race. Now, when Eve, when Eve said, I've gotten a man from the Lord, it doesn't matter how the child comes. It doesn't matter what form of life. Every life that comes upon the face of the earth, whether it is going to serve God or not serve God, whether it is inspired by Satan or not, it is permitted by God. Eve was not the son of Adam. Eve was the son of the serpent. But when you go and check in certain translations of the Bible, they have put it up nicely where Eve says, I have gotten a man with the help of God, not from God with the help of God. There is no way that that man was from the Lord. God permitted his life to come, but he was not from the Lord. It was the serpent seed. Satan hates that, but we cherish the mystery 
of the serpent seed. Now, it is not our responsibility to say this one is the serpent seed, this one is the Russia seed. No, sir. That is not for us to make a determination. The weight will make a determination. Brother Brenham says, take the Holy Ghost out of a man. He goes lower than an animal. Why is Brother Brenham bringing a nature of a man without the Holy Ghost to be similar to an animal? There is relation there. But the Holy, the serpent seed will never have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Only the Russian seed will have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So in the end time, we have a Russian seed. We have the serpent seed. How do you tell between the two? By their fruits you shall know them. God bless you richly. I hope it was a blessing as we pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for this broadcast. We pray for the believers. We pray for the children of God wherever they are. Dear God, may they just, just be a blessing and continue, dear God, just to elevate them, move them from one level to the next. Whatever challenges that they have, dear God, we say may they be resolved in the name of Jesus Christ. We appreciate everything as we commit them and their families to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We appreciate everything. God bless you richly until such time we speak again. Continue to pray, pray for me as I pray for you. I solicit your prayers. God bless you. Shalom.